Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome into this week's episode of All the Best Things. Good news is, we've got a good one on tap for you. This guy and myself go back years. We, we were talking during the podcast, and you'll hear it here for yourself, but uh, we've been friends now for like 10 years, so we shared a lot of stories. It was pretty free-flowing, just pretty laid back, uh, but he is, uh, you know, a performance and, and strength and conditioning coach uh, through Exos. If you don't know what Exos is, you're going to learn all about it in this episode. Good friend of mine, Clint Carlson, hops on the pod to just chit-chat a little bit about sports, about motivation, about youth, uh, working out regimens and stuff like that. We kind of touch a little bit of everything as far as uh, topics are concerned, but uh, know that we have a little fun with it. So if you're in tune with a little fun and looking forward to something a little positive to end your week off on a high note, definitely continue listening to this podcast. And if you love what you hear, do me a huge, huge, huge favor and follow this on any, basically any audio platform that you have whether that be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, we're also on YouTube. This is going to be on YouTube um, as well. So subscribe to my channel there. I can't thank you guys enough for the continued support that you continue to show. And, you know, with that said, let's start our Friday off or end our Friday off or whenever you decide to listen to this. Let's make it a good damn time. Here we go. Clint Carlson, man in charge of Carlson Performance. What's up, everybody? We are here with another episode of All the Best Things. Today's kind of a special edition. Um, and why a special edition, you ask? Because the guest on today's show is not only probably way out of my league and far of as far as qualifications are concerned, but I consider him a good friend as well. We go back a long ways. Um, he and my wife actually uh, met first in the athletic training room uh, when we were in college at North Idaho College. And then we kind of just built our friendship from there. So he is a vitality coach and sports performance specialist. Uh, he's a certified strength conditioning specialist. First and foremost, uh, like I had mentioned, he has a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Clint, an associate's in pre-physical therapy uh, and then a bachelor's of science in kinesiology and exercise science. So you you got everything that any trainer or coach or performance specialist really needs. Um, so with that said, please welcome to the podcast, Clint Carlson. Clint, welcome on. What's up? How's it going? I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going. It's going. So um you're repping the EXO shirt. I am. You're a vitality coach and sports performance specialist. Tell us a little bit about EXOS and, and what they do and, and what your, um, I guess, responsibilities are with them. So EXOS is a sports performance company. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually have three versions of EXOS. So we have the sports performance side, which is our athletic performance. We call those legacy facilities, which is we have a whole bunch of them, but we do yeah. NFL combine. We have NFL PA, professional basketball, all sorts of athletes. Uh, that's yeah. actually where I did my internship. And nice. then we have uh, performance institutes, which are called grassroots, which are going to be your Mayo clinics, uh, a bunch of the D1 physical therapy facilities have us coaches in them. So those are okay. the ones where we do some team sports, uh, grassroots people. So high school, college, 
just regular athletes and then the weekend warriors and people getting healthy. And then we have what I am, which is a corporate performance. So I try to bring all of that juicy goodness to yeah. corporate people. So people that mouse all day and then they want to come in and be an NFL athlete. So uh, oh, perfect. I, I get to deal with a lot of weekend warriors, uh, people okay. that don't realize that you can't go from Zoom calls to 5Ks in one day. Okay. But uh, <laughs> nice. it, it's fun, right? Yeah. I, I've gotten to work with a lot of different people with this job. So it's awesome. Awesome. That's what, That was actually going to be my, my first real question, I guess, to you. Are you at liberty to share with us some of the names of, um, I'll, I'll say, high-profile people that you've had the opportunity to work with? I mean, I, yeah, of course. Why not? I mean, yeah, I can just name pump drop myself for up. us. Name drop a little bit. Yeah. So when I did my internship, I was actually one of the interns. Uh, I stayed on for four extra weeks. So okay. when I did that, I got to work with the NFL guys by myself. My intern manager turned me loose, basically said, go for it. Right. Whoa. So okay. throughout the entire experience, I got to work with these guys. But then I actually became their coach, which was a whole other ball game. Right. You go from yeah. intern to somebody they have to respect or I'm going to beat them up. So yeah. <laughs> um, it was fun. I, I got to work with Jillian Edelman, which okay, you know, regardless of what you think of the Patriots, the man is amazing. Yeah. Um, and he was really cool to work with uh, Luke Wilson from the Seahawks, not okay. the Seahawks, then back to the Seahawks. He was one of yeah. my favorites because I'm a Seahawks fan. So I okay. know that, that hurts you, but oh, um, right, yeah. to oh, right to the heart, right to the heart. You know, and then we had some retired guys. So Chancey Stuckey, one of my really good friends still. Uh, yeah. He's one of the uh, receivers coaches down at Clemson now, but he was a retired okay. NFL guy I got to work with and we yeah. really hit it off. Um, I mean, I, the list goes on and on. Uh, some of our combine athletes that I got to work with that were still pretty good friends. We have uh, Akella Weatherspoon from the 49ers. Okay. We have uh, Ryan Lewis, who was with the Bills, but now I believe he's a free agent again. Uh, okay. I got to meet DK Metcalf before DK Metcalf was DK Metcalf. So he came okay. to our facility just to kind of check it out before going and then the next couple of years destroying the combine. So nice. yeah, it's been, it's been insane, right? And then you yeah. see these guys perform and you go, Hey, I had a little piece of that. I mean, I was a little short little piece, yeah. but, uh, it, it just kind of boosts you up. So yeah. it was awesome. And for those, uh, that have been kind of watching and tuning into the podcast for a while now, Noah door from, uh, well, I talked to him a couple months back. He worked with the Seahawks, uh, at an internship basis. I believe it was this last summer. Mm -hmm. And you yep. worked with Noah and my wife at the athletic training room in North Idaho college to see full circle. Now I've got, what am I talking? 75% of the 2011, 2012, or is it 2012, 2013? And I athletic training staff on the podcast now. Yeah. Kendall's Kendall's been on one, uh, just audio before we went video. So that's kind of how we, we all know each other again. So that's super yeah, cool. And I mean, I attribute a lot of what I did because when I came in, yeah. I was just going for whatever school went my way. I'm a non-traditional student. I'm a lot older than Noah and Kendall. And yeah. I made, you know, they called me grandpa in the training room. <laughs> That's it's just, yeah. or dad, depending on who it was. But yeah. so a non-traditional student coming in, not knowing what I wanted to do, kind of similar to what Noah said, you know, this 
Yeah. Random dude asked me in one of my classes, Hey, you want to do this? Yeah. And I ended up going into the training room meeting Noah. And then a year later, Kendall comes in and yeah. it's all been uphill from there for real. I mean, it just yeah. took off from there. And let, let me ask you this from what you learned at, you know, in the pre-physical therapy and at the athletic training room. And I see how much of that do you still use today with some of the current athletes and, and clientele that you work with? So I'm big. So I have my CSCS, which mm -hmm. for those of you that don't know, which most I'm sure watching, you know, that's your strength and conditioning certification. Yes. Um, yes. You can go two ways, right? You can go old school and you can mm -hmm. be that coach that just sits in the weight room and makes people lift heavy weight all day long. Yeah. Uh, luckily I had that athletic training, pre-physical therapy. So I was already, and from my past athlete, athletic ability that I had, I, I'm really into functional movement training. So sure. doing a lot more functional training, how to move properly, teach your body what to do. So yeah. I put the two of those, the rehab specialist and the strength and conditioning specialist together and then found Exos. And that's what Exos is all about. It's not about just packing on pounds with weight and all that stuff. It's right. doing it properly, moving properly, not losing a step, right? We're the 0.1% the better that makes you that 4-2 athlete instead of a 4-6 athlete, right? So you, right. you really got to play both sides of the package and it really paid off. I mean, my yeah. athletic training, right? And you know this from Kendall and Noah. Yeah. We were put hands-on right away. Mm -hmm. Randy Boswell, amazing. If you go to NIC, talk to Randy Boswell. He will put you yeah. on the right path, right? Yeah. I mean, we got to do hands-on training. I, I got to actually put what I was practicing into practice and yeah. learn and refine. And then went to North I or University of Idaho and yeah. started doing uh, the physical therapy track there because that's kind of still how I was leaning. Uh, yeah. I took all my biomechanics, that stuff. Uh, when I went to my internship, hooked up with the PT, which is now uh, another name drop, Janet Jin, who is Russell Wilson's now personal physical therapist that works with only Russell Wilson and his most happy people he loves. So DK okay. Metcalfs and stuff. Yeah. Um, she yeah. took a liking to me, even though I was on the coaching side, uh -huh. she ended up teaching me all kinds of like vaso straps and all this functional rotational movement for athletes. And yeah. so then when I started taking over some of the classes, I could start putting some of that PT stuff, which again, kind of my bread and butter, even though I didn't go to school necessarily and get those certifications, it's something yeah. I have a huge passion for. So, I mean, every day I'm taking Intel people or young athletes through functional movement, not just strength and conditioning. So yeah. it's fun. I love it. I love it. Keep keeps you on your toes. Definitely. You have so, like a wealth of wisdom and knowledge that is is pretty hard to find all in, in one source. You know what I mean? Like you're just a, a jack of all trades, really. So that's super cool. Um, tell us a little bit about your background in in sports and, and kind of how you found out that you you had mentioned that you're maybe a non-traditional student in, in a sense, but how you discovered that you wanted to go into the field that you're in. So it's a long story, right? Because okay. again, I'm, I'm 35 years old now. Hey, we got time. Like also, I said, there's, there's no, there's no the time. In. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, so 
I mean, I did soccer. I did wrestling all through okay. high school. Uh, I did competitive soccer basically my entire life. Yeah. Uh, played some football, love football. I was tiny in high school. I still <laughs> wish I was the size I am now back in high school because I would have played football, but yeah. I, I chose soccer. So um, again, more that functional movement, right? Because soccer yeah. is not just one way. It's a lot of multi-directional speed, strength, that kind of stuff. So yeah. uh, kind of put me into that physical place that I have always loved to be in. I, I've never mm-hmm. wanted to be a couch potato, right? I just want to be yeah. active. Yeah. So, um, I was working, uh, I, I built houses, I've paved roadways. I've done all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah. I was bored because those are very, uh, building houses was nice paving, which paid more. I was sitting on a machine. I was feeling yeah. lazy, fat, all this stuff. I'm laid off all True. winter. I went across the street from my house and found an MMA gym because I love oh, okay. mixed martial arts. Um, yeah. So I started doing that and then I found out that my body didn't like it and I blew out my elbow. I had to get ulnar collateral surgery. So for those of you that don't know, that's Tommy John. A lot of pitchers get it. I went to Seattle to get surgery. The guy had never seen anybody but pitchers or quarterbacks. So he asked me, he goes, are you a quarterback? And I said, no. He goes, pitcher? I said, no. He goes, how'd you do it? MMA. He goes, oh, you're my first. So I got worked on. Uh, went to PT for six ish months to get this thing straight and working again. Okay. And, uh, the PT, somebody I worked with all through my soccer career and high school and all that stuff. And he said, dude, you've been in here so much. I think you need to go back to school. I couldn't go to work because I was laid off because of my elbow and, uh, went to NIC. I spent one semester just to see how it flowed. Uh, took took some of my horrible classes that everybody hates like English and everything. Oh, and then geez. the next, yeah. the, the next semester was, uh, what injury prevention with Randy Boswell. So yeah. I, I found that and I was like, Hey, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I jumped into it, uh, with my AMP classes and the kind of the rest is history. Uh, once I found that injury prevention class, I ended up in the training room. Yeah. Uh, once I was done, I did two and a half years at NIC to get everything wrapped up. Okay. Uh, went to the University of Idaho, went in as a high, uh, we'll call it high level, which is again, because of Randy, because I took yeah. extra classes on his, uh, on his whatever recommendation yeah. and yeah. Uh, came in as a pre-physical therapy student. So all your kinesiology, okay. um, all the biomechanics, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, started going through that decided to possibly go into nursing, which okay. I would have ended up back at NIC. Yeah. Uh, did my CNA with NIC uh, during the summer. Okay. When I came back and finished school, I had to do an internship class. So they want you to find three or four internships that you could do for the end of your exercise science career at Uni- University of Idaho. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. I thought it was stupid. I already had an internship lined up with uh, Sacred Heart with my uh-huh. nursing student or my nursing teacher I had. And she wanted me there. She signed all the paperwork. I was like, this is dumb. Why do I have to do three more if I already have one? So yeah. I had my wife and she hates this story because it's all her fault. <laughs> I had her do my assignment. Believe it or not, the only time I promise 
Don't think I did this with every assignment. But the only time I made her do something for me, she looked up all these internships on Monster and LinkedIn, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh, this one sounds interesting. It's Exos. Have you heard of Exos? And I'm like, no, not, I don't know what that is. She read it off and it was for Google doing corporate like I did. Yeah, yeah. And I, I read it and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, let's use it. So she signed me up. Uh, I interviewed twice for it. I didn't get it. I was kind of heartbroken after interviewing twice because you get kind of excited. Yeah. Uh, got down on myself, but I was like, it's fine. You already have something. No big deal. Right. A week later, I get a call from a recruiter and she goes, hey, we want, we saw your interviews. They passed them to us from Google. Uh, Jamie sent it to us. She, she said you'd be a good fit for sports performance in one of our legacy facilities. So they sent me LA, San Diego, or North Carolina in the triangle. So you would have had Duke, all those guys right there, NC state. She goes, which one would interest you? And I was like, well, I'm a West coast kid. I'd like to stay somewhat on the West coast, but whatever. Right. So I interviewed with her uh, two times and she picked North Carolina. (laughs) Of course. And I was like, all right, here we go. We're going to North Carolina. Brielle, my yeah. wife, Brielle, was not happy. We have a, at that point, we had a two, almost three-year-old son. Okay. And we're like, okay, here we go. Packing up, going across the country for an unpaid internship. Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. So, okay. And we, uh, you know, I called the lady. I said, yeah, we'll accept. But, you know, we had talked about West Coast. Do you have those still available? And she goes, actually, we have LA still but we figured since you have a son and a wife that it'd be too expensive for you. And I said, you know what? We'll make it work. I want to go to LA. It's one of the original facilities they have. Yeah. Uh, so we packed up and we moved to Long Beach, California. And I did my internship at the StubHub, which is now, what is it now? The Universal Studios Center where the Chargers and all them play. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So okay. went and went down there spent my life savings to do an internship and the rest is history I mean it really just kind of fell into our lap and you know I I have to give my wife credit because I wasn't even thinking sports performance or anything like that uh Mm -hmm. did the internship and day two I came home and I told her or back to our at that time hotel room and said yeah this is what I want to do you know and ended up taking my CSCS and here I am that's awesome. That's that's super cool story. Now, speaking of stories, I'm sure you have some great ones that you remember from your time at NIC. I've heard a few from Noah, of course, uh, and Kendall, of course, but is there something that, that you can share that maybe no one knows to this point? Maybe there's a secret story out there of some shenanigans going on in the, I mean, this is, this is unfiltered. This is raw. Uh, tell us some of something crazy something that's gonna blow our minds i don't know man there's so many stories from back then i mean we had we had way too much fun in that training room <laughs> well and i was uh, just i was just thinking i was like 2011 to, or 2012 2013 that was nine years ago i'm like it does not seem like nine years holy cow no, no. But, I, th- I think something that really, it, this goes to any aspiring strength and conditioning coach, any personal trainer, anybody that wants to get into this field or even yeah. athletic training uh, yeah. for that matter. 
be sure when you travel, and there's a story behind this. I don't have to bring up the whole story, but be okay. sure when you travel. This is from Randy Boswell himself after something yeah. on a soccer trip happened to this guy. Uh-oh. Make sure, make sure on a long trip, you take care of yourself as far as, you know, maybe some Pepto-Bismol, some anti-inflammatory stuff, because you never know that road food is going to do to you. And you're oh, on a bus no. with a whole bunch of athletes. And most times the bathrooms don't work. So, and you're not stopping. So just, right. you know, that's just something to keep in your head if you're doing long road trips with, uh, and that's straight from the source, Randy, right? Okay. Uh, and okay. it paid, let's just, it paid off. Okay. It paid off. Okay. So I not, love, not I the story, it. not the story you're looking for, but I would say the best uh, and you got to put Laurel into this too. Oh yeah. Laurel. Yeah. We did. Okay. So again, I was working with a lot younger students at that student trainers at that time. I, yeah. I was by far the senior. I mean, I'm almost Randy's age for that matter. Right. I mean, okay. I'm up there, um, okay. but we did the tri-state tournament, right. Yeah. And yeah. not only the tri-state tournament, but then we did the national championship. So during, yeah. during the tri-state, my first year doing that, uh, Noah had already done it one season before. I think uh -huh. Laurel had at that point too. Uh, okay. it, and the tri-state tournament's the big high school wrestling tournament that we have here in Idaho. Right, uh, right. Right, and you get all kinds of athletes. You're, you're the one on the mat. Randy is just the supplement on the side just in case something big happens, but you're doing everything. So yeah. it was a good, good test for us before the national championship for the JUCO, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're running around, we're fixing stuff, taping people, doing all kinds of fun stuff. That was a long three days, okay? Uh -huh. Long three days. Uh -huh. And I was tired, okay? Again, family, so you come home, you work, you do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So Tri-State was a good kickoff. Noah told me that the national championship was going to be even worse. Randy told us that, right? It's going to be a lot of time. You're very active. You're in the training room. You're mm -hmm. doing a bunch of stuff. You go out to the mats. So you never stop. I had a Costco card again, cause I'm like the dad of the group. So <laughs> Noah and I, Randy goes, go get your stuff, right? Yeah. Go get what you need. You don't have to be in here working right now. We only had some basketball athletes. So Randy took care of it. Noah and I go first, we went to uh, Qdoba. Cause if you don't, if anybody, anybody knows Noah, he's either going to take you to Qdoba or he's going to take you to Panda Express. Okay. Those oh, are the man. two that Noah likes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he, yeah. we went and got food. Then we went to Costco. Mm -hmm. You would think as future strength and conditioning and medical professionals, sure. we would eat healthy, right? No, <laughs> I'm going we went to guess that's not how it went. We bought a case of Rockstar. Okay. A case, whole case for three <laughs> yeah. days, right? Yeah. Four, four student athletes, a case, right? That should last right. us a month. We get that. We also bought two bags, two bags of five pounds of gummy bears. Of course, uh, Noah's favorite. Yeah. Well, Rockstar is not something I ever had before that. I'm a monster, more of a monster type guy. So yeah, we get, yeah. we just start pounding these things during the national championship. We go to go to sleep at night and we're just jittering. And oh, no. Kendall and... <laughs> laurel had to like yeah. take care of us because we were so high on gummy bears adrenaline and rock stars that <laughs> no and i couldn't even do and it's just like 
eh, right? <laughs> right so right. thank thank you to your wife and Laurel for taking care of us and not having us go off the. I mean, we were crazy. We could have gotten ourselves in all kinds of trouble. So there uh, you go. Yeah. Be healthy with your energy drinks. Don't get rock stars and don't buy five, well, 10 pounds of gummy bears for working. It's just not a good combination. It's not, it's not a good uh, like supplement to keep you. That, I don't think that's in like any of the keto diets or South Beach diet or anything like that, you know? So. No, but by golly, we could tape fast that week. I mean, oh, yeah. we could just, that's the first time I ever speed taped and was even close to where Noah is. And if anybody's ever watched Noah do a speed taping, it's yeah. impressive. You can like do an ankle in like 15 seconds or less blindfolded. That's, I'm sure. That's insane. Yeah. I need to, we need to have like a mini reunion with you and Laurel and Noah, everyone on the podcast all at one time. That would be wild. Um, so let's do, I do this with everyone now. Um, just some, I guess, rapid fire questions. You, you don't have to give much thought to it. Uh, but we're kind of going to learn a little bit more about you as a person away away from the gym, if you will. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so we're going to start right off the top. What is your favorite, you just touched on it maybe, uh, favorite cheat meal or food uh, when you're cheating on your diet? I would have to say pancakes because pancakes. I okay. am a pancake guy. My grandpa made pancakes my whole life, so if I'm yeah. gonna if I'm gonna indulge myself, I will eat an entire stack. And when I mean stack, I'll just cook until I can't cook anymore, and I'll eat them all. So I would say <laughs> cakes. If I, I guess, and if you want something a little uh, more unhealthy, I'm definitely a sour gummies guy. Like I love sour, sour candy. Sour. Yeah. So that's that's my go to if we're like road tripping or something. That's I'm gonna have something sour yeah so, so you're like the rock a two for one yeah there you go you're like the rock he eats those like what 15 pancakes for his cheat meals and i'm like holy crap like there's more calories in that than i have throughout my whole day yeah <laughs> and i like, i like to make them about this big so okay. instead of having to have a full stack right and pour yeah. syrup on them they'll get soggy that way i'm not a soggy guy okay so i make okay. little silver dollar pancakes and i dip them and eat them so it's even worse because it's like potato chip. So you just so, grab and go. <laughs> I love it. So cooking with Clint is going to be a new show on the Food Network coming in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. For those cheat who meals, don't know. Cheat meals with coach. Yeah, there we go. All right. Next question. Uh, favorite vacation spot. Uh, are you are you just staying local? I know you've traveled a lot with your internships and bouncing around between colleges and stuff. Where's your 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 home away from home, if you will? Well, I had the opportunity before our second son was born uh -huh. to go to uh, Hawaii for the first time in my life. Okay. Uh, before that, we had gone to Mexico for all our vacations because you can do the all-inclusive. Yeah. I love Mexico. I, With my that major... Costco card you had mentioned before, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> this is a con Costco. Uh, we have a promotion, paid promotion in this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Costco actually paid for this, so uh so i would before that i would have knee jerked anywhere in mexico because it's amazing you can all you can eat all you can drink you don't have to do anything you never even right. have to leave the resort yeah but then we went to maui okay if you ever want a vacation anywhere else in the world don't go to hawaii because it is as good as everybody says like i swear if you're a person that wears a watch your watch just stops working when you hit 
the ground in Hawaii because okay. everything's just slow. It's beautiful. You can walk pretty much everywhere. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was amazing. And I had a pregnant, uh, what, in seven and a half month pregnant wife, and we still could do everything. So okay, it, it right. was. I, so I would have to say, if if I was going to go on vacation, if COVID would allow, I would probably go to Hawaii. Okay. I love it. That's actually been a pretty popular answer amongst previous guests. So I'm going to have to check it out because we've never been to Hawaii. Not yet anyway. Uh, we oh. just had a friend. Um, they bought a place like on a whim in Belize and like a, like, like a timeshare or something. And they've been raving about Belize and they're like, you guys need to go sometime if you ever want to use our timeshare. And I'm like, I don't even, if I had to look at a map right now, I'm not sure I could point out Belize. No. But I was like, it sounds good. It's got sandy beaches. Like, I don't know. Dude, that's so. that's my uncle went to, uh, he, well, he went all over. He did what they call the Bible tour in okay. Europe, right? So yeah. he follows, uh, I think they followed Daniel or one of the prophets. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and he goes, so many places he went to in Italy. He's like, it is the most insane thing you've ever seen because it's like, nobody thinks of it as this warm vacation destination and he goes right it was beautiful sandy beach blue water all the houses are white he's like it's the most beautiful i'm like you know i would never think to go there like other than to go see the history stuff like rome yeah. stuff like that and yeah. he like no go go into the south you can you never leave and i'm like okay oh, man. so we might have to i mean might have to try some of these other places mate you know I, get kenny kenny can pay for us to go yeah exactly yeah she yes absolutely uh my sister like two years ago did a medical basically a medical internship in portugal and she brought back all these pictures of her like at the and i'm like portugal i don't really think of like sand beach it it was like pink pink sand beaches and just the clearest water ever and around here like we're surrounded by lakes and the pacific ocean and you know, it's once you've been there, I feel like once you've been to Pacific Ocean once on the West Coast anyway, you've kind of seen it. But uh, Kendall and I went down to Orlando and like the uh, Tampa area this last, well, I guess it's been two years now. And that's totally different. Like Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean. It's like, I don't know, the water's just different. And it's crazy that I, now being pent up at the house all the time, I'm like, I need a white sand beach. I need it. I'm going to go buy a palm tree or steal a palm tree from someone. Like I need some good vibes, you know? So, yeah, uh, I mean, and that's, that's a big thing. And not only that, uh, and you know, this right. Owning your yeah. own little fitness company and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. like, I mean, I have, I'm working for somebody, but I also have Carlson performance. So I'm doing some stuff on the side, but okay. it's like, dude, we have to, to do vacations like that. You're going to have to work for a couple of years to be able to pay for that. And that's yeah, something yeah. you, when you start a career, especially like I'm working for somebody, you're like, Oh, I'm going to have money and all that. And it's like strength and conditioning is not, <laughs> and, and I don't want to turn anybody off of this, but strength and yeah. conditioning is not where you're going to make buku bucks, especially right away. You're going to have to grind it out, yeah. work hard. Um, yeah. Not all, not all of us are Instagram uh, influencers making millions of dollars, right? I had an Instagram for a while. I just stopped using it because it was taking up too much of my time. So vacations are, yeah. are a luxury. So yeah, right now, uh, if I had places we could go, I actually could, 
go on vacation and work, which would be amazing because yeah. I'd get paid to go on vacation. But unfortunately, yeah. COVID 19s here. So yeah, damn what COVID. Do? What do you Stupid do? COVID. What do you do? Next next question. What's your favorite sport to either compete in or watch? Oh boy, you have you have to pick one. I would have to say. And, and I'll, I'll take this to back to my internship because I hadn't actually done it since, uh, well, before that. Okay. Ultimate Frisbee. I because love it. Because it, it mixes my kind of two favorite sports. It's very soccer-ish as far as the movement patterns within yeah. the sport. Yeah. And it's football. And that's a, this is how I fell into it, right? Yeah. It's football. This is how we did conditioning with our professional athletes down in L.A. Oh, we really? Friday ultimate frisbee. So I have been okay. on the field, a 70 yard field with yeah. professional athletes, football players playing ultimate frisbee. Now, That's insane. I don't know how many people know David Osbury, but he uh -huh. was a tight end for a long yeah. time. Uh, he almost always was on the opposite team. This dude's like six, eight, 300 pounds. He's massive. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm, right. I'm six foot maybe if I'm wearing heels. Okay. okay. I'm 190 to 200 pounds, depending yeah. on how much I've been eating and how many pancakes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and at my internship, I was probably even smaller because we had no time to do anything, but run back and forth from the upper field to the lower field. So, okay. I mean, I was tiny. We're sure. playing ultimate Frisbee. Julian Edelman is uh, who we called our quarterback on the team, right? Yeah. Because he played quarterback. He's an insane athlete. So yeah. anytime we were doing something, we'd do little short pitches to him and then take off down the field, right? I'm you just sling it. I'm pretty quick for yeah. a, a small guy. Yeah. My thing is speed. So they would have me run up the side and then do an across, right? In the end yeah. zone. And he'd just wing it and he was so accurate so amazing it's so much fun i yeah. just take off david osbury is defending me okay oh man it's gonna take a miracle anytime every time and i'm not exaggerating every time somehow i would get the frisbee and it would amaze me every time and every time david would literally like me picking up my almost two-year-old son now he would grab me pick me up stand me back on my feet and go good job and then walk away, right? I had yeah. to climb the tree against him, like use him to get up and grab one, come down. I dive into the fence. And they always said, they're like, man, you are the first intern that's not afraid to compete with us because you're not afraid of what's going to happen. I'm like, if you're going to put me on the field, yeah. I don't care who you are, yeah. I'm competing. And yeah. they, you know, it was just, it was fun. I, I don't know. It's just, we've done it with uh, some of my, uh, coaches and some of our clients that can do that kind of stuff in Oregon. Yeah. And it gets, I mean, it's hard for me to be nice to people when we're playing sports. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. and you were, you were in the training room with us. Sometimes we go out and shoot hoops or yeah. Uh, yeah. if you get Randy out to throw a football again, I'm, I love football. I'm a huge football guy. I played yeah. receiver when I did it. So having Randy and Noah and you come yeah. in and we'd throw a football or whatever that was bread and butter to me that was fun yeah. but you know and we'd compete but then you go with some athletes athletes and it's like oh it's a whole other level and it just makes it that much more fun I guess it, I don't yeah. know it was 
but I, I still, I, that would be probably my go-to because it mixes everything I love. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's a good answer. It's a unique answer. Um, I have to drop a story of my own now in here since you brought up uh, basketball and Noah and stuff like that. I recruit, I, I'm probably the number one recruiter for uh, NIC intramural sports. Um, I recruited Noah to play basketball with me and he like, he fought forever and ever tooth and nail. Like, I'm not doing it. I, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. I got him to do three on three with us. It's like half court. We make, you know, we're playing well. And there was one other guy on our team. That's a buddy of mine. And, and we kind of seemed like we, we gelled together and I was like, dang, Noah's actually good. This guy's good. We might, we might make a run at this cause I'm crap, but these two are good. So they're making these shots and all I'm doing is basically like backdoor cuts, layup, backdoor cuts, layup, like my jumper broken. It's worse than Lonzo ball. Um, <laughs> we we make it to this championship at intermural and I see it. If anybody is like wondering, we were playing in front of a huge audience of like three people probably. So that's including the refs that were refing our game. <laughs> and there's a scorekeeper and then a ref refing the game and we're in the championship game and Noah and I, and this other kid are on the floor for our, for our team. And I pass the ball to Noah. There's like four seconds left. And I'm like, all right, he's going to put one up. I'll just run in for the rebound. And you know, if he misses, I'll try to tip it up, whatever. Cause we were down one and passed it to him. I ran in and I'm like, throw it up, like shoot it. It was all slow-mo like the movies, right? Shoot it. <laughs> and, uh, Noah, Noah hits this like crossover step back. I think he broke the kid's ankles. I don't even know, but he stepped back, rose up and I saw all this in slow-mo and he shoots it. And I'm like, starting to cheer i'm like yes that's go yes clank it hit the rim ricochets out i didn't have time to get the i was like in awe because it was uh, no it was like crossing people up like and one mixtape style rises up for the jumper shoots it and he missed and i messed up because i was thinking holy crap that was awesome like i was blown away and then it just goes to show like my head was obviously not in the right place because I probably could have got a rebound and gone back up with it. But I was just like, I get competitive to a point, but I also am like baffled by the athleticism of some, some people. I mean, you and Noah, and I'll have to tell you the moment, the moment before, I, I don't even know if we were dating yet. Maybe we were. Kendall played basketball with me on a team in intramurals. And she's not really a basketball player by nature. Um, you probably know that her shots pretty ugly as well and I passed to her just like a little shovel pass she was at the top of the key for three and again another slow-mo moment and this time she hits it and I was like I'm gonna marry this girl right <laughs> and fast forward I don't know we dated for a long time and look I ended up marrying the girl go. that won my heart through a basketball game o over so. a three-pointer over a three-pointer I mean it's if she would have just hit two if she would have stepped too far forward, it would never happen. Never. Yeah. Happen. See. Yeah. Would have been so, like, no, it's fine. No, next one. Next one. Well, yeah. And see, I'm lucky because I came in with my wife. Right. We yeah. we met in high school, so okay. She didn't have to see me try to do college sports or anything like that. Right. Because right. <laughs> if she would have watched me, some of the times we were out shooting hoops when we weren't busy, which yeah. was all the time. But yeah. sometimes we get out and shoot unless I was at half court or better and Noah can attest to this, the longer, the further out, the less probability of making it, the better I actually got the closer <laughs> to the rim doing a yeah. layup, 
doing yeah. a layup. I cannot hit it. I, I'll throw it 50 feet over the hoop. And it's like, <laughs> what is wrong with me? And he always, yeah. he makes fun of me, right? Cause I'm a, a ex wrestler. And he goes, did you wrestle before we even like had conversations about past sports? He goes, yeah. you were a wrestler. You played soccer, right? And I was like, yeah, he goes, okay. He goes, you have a little football <laughs> in you. Well, maybe a little football because all football <laughs> players think they're good at basketball. And I right. was like, wow, right. you, you nailed me like dead on. He goes, well, it's cause you touch your forehead every time you shoot the ball. Like, yeah. and then you yeah. just use it one hand. And I'm like, oh, well, I never, I, I tried out for AAU once, didn't okay. make it. And I was like, yeah, no. That's it. That's the end of the These road. Guys, yeah. I mean, nobody probably, I don't, not that he didn't go anywhere, but uh, Chris Hepperly, a kid I grew up with, uh-huh. was he watched all the end one videos and then yeah. did it a million times. He had a basketball court in the downstairs of his house oh, geez. Um, okay. here in Sandpoint. So that tells you who Whoa. he was. But okay. that kid, I mean, he went to Santa Clara for a while to play. Okay. He, he was crossing people over, doing the old drop step where they turn because they think he passed it. And then he'd just stand there and take an easy three. He was doing yeah. all that stuff in high school. That's who I grew up with. And I'm like, nice. Oh, I'm not tall enough. I'm not good <laughs> enough. Not, I'll, I'll stick with what I'm good at. Kicking my, my goal in life as I was growing up from the time I was probably like a sixth grader, I was like, all right, I know I'm not going to be tall. I know this probably isn't going to be my sport that I'm going to play, but I'm going to dunk it. Damn it. I'm going to dunk <laughs> before I die. And I was like, all right, well, my peak athletic years are probably college, right? Like after that, you're like tapering off a little bit. My, my hops aren't where they were. I was like, okay. So for like, probably five, six, more than that. I mean, it wasn't until after high school that I, I kept trying just hitting the rim. And it's like a total ego check, right? When you hit the rim, it's just like, oh, and I'm doing all these squats and I'm trying to get stronger and build my, you know, build up my vertical jump and doing vertical jump testing. I'm taking it super serious. And I'm like, I'm going to dunk. And if you go back on my Facebook from, I had to have been like 2012, I actually dunked one time and it was on video. And then I was like, that's it. That's my career in basketball. I did what I set out to do. And here I am at like 21, you know, 22 years old. And I'm like, I've peaked. <laughs> that's the end of the that's road. It. Uh, that's it. That's all. That's all you need. So uh, now I, mean, I yeah, I, I guess th- that's kind of all of us though. Right. You always have, yeah. and that, I've said this to uh, some of my other coaches that I've talked to about coaching and strength yeah. conditioning and stuff it's like yeah. when i was growing up of course you have those dreams of i'm going to be the next jerry rice or yeah. i'm going to be this or uh as i got a little older it was kobe jones soccer player clint yeah. dempsey yeah. some of these guys that were professional uh which i met clint dempsey by the way that's a fun jealous, story. He, jealous. he's like hey my name is clint i go hi my name is Clint and he goes is it really or are you just saying that and I'm like no I didn't get to train him but I got to meet him I got to meet okay. a lot of the U.S. soccer guys which was awesome that's awesome too. yeah um, but yeah you, you grow up and you're like I'm gonna be a pro right yeah. and that's not that you focus on that but then when you're doing like flag football as a little kid you're like look at one hand catch Chris Carter style in the end zone right yeah, yeah. Uh, some of us are lucky some of us that's the path you're chosen. Uh, some yeah. of us, we go into coaching the sport we love or yeah. uh, 
strength training the guys that we love to watch play. Um, and, and it's, there's so much more. And I've, I've told this to my little ones. Well, Jace, Jace is my new child uh, for you who knows me from a long time ago. And you met Lucas, my first son, uh, who is now six years old, which is holy cow. And, uh, Jace, who will be two years old in five days, right? Oh, I, I tell okay. Lucas all the time, we watch football, we watch, uh, he loves basketball and hockey and all these things, right? Yeah. Just like dad growing up watching sports. Yeah. But I tell him, if you want to be a pro, you really got to focus. Now's the time, right? You got to yeah. hone in your skills, figure out what you want to do. You don't have to pick one sport, but you got to put your mind to it. You got to yeah. learn the sport. You got to put the time into your body. You got to do all this stuff. When I was growing up, it was, of course, yeah, I was on a, uh, a very, I guess, competitive soccer, right? With the mm-hmm. strikers here in Sandpoint, we went to mm-hmm. regionals, we did a bunch of stuff. Right. But I never really put the time in to do the extra. You, If you're going to be right. a pro, you got to put in the extra. Yeah. And not saying that me as a coach is taking a back seat to that but you know that wasn't the path that not only did I not choose it necessarily because I didn't put that time in but it wasn't what was in the cards for me right overall yeah. there's there's a plan for you you don't know what it is sometimes and you're just mm-hmm. going day to day and uh I think I mean I've I've had opportunities maybe where I could have played in college done that kind of thing but it, it yeah. wasn't in the cards right yeah. So I, I like to tell him that like, there's many paths. I worked for seven years before going to college. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got asked when I went to the university of Idaho, I was out and I was uh, playing intramural uh, flag football with some of those guys. Yeah. I got seen by one of the receivers coaches that was doing the, the refing for the league. Uh-huh. And he goes, are you a freshman? I said, no. And he goes, Oh, he goes, would you like to play football? And they said, well, I could, I said, but this is my senior year. Right. And he goes, Oh, really? He goes, how old are you? And at the time I was like 28 or something like that. And he's like, really? (laughs) He goes, you look, you look so young. And I'm like, what's that mean? And he goes, well, I mean, if you want to, you can, but you're probably going to get hurt. And I'm like, Oh, thanks man. You know, and we, we became friends over it, but it's one of those things, right? I had the opportunity. I could have maybe played, a, which for those of you that don't know, University of Idaho, not the best football team, but you could put it on your uh, check check off list, right? We That's have true. some guys That's that true. went, you know, yeah. um, but I like to be able to, it's, it's fun. I get to tell Lucas, if you want to play pro sports, watch these guys, study them. You yeah. have, you have something that I didn't have. My dad mm-hmm. was a worker, right? My dad mm-hmm. worked his whole life you have a dad that this is his job. My job is to make athletes. My job Mm -hmm. is to take a nobody. Uh, I think that's huge, right? He, he has already kind of stepped up. He's done some of my, if like on my YouTube, there's a, we did a may the fourth be with you workout. He did it with me. The kid has great movements. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's fun. And it's, I think it's good for me because that wasn't my path, but I still am striving to get to that path. I'm never going to yeah. be a professional athlete, right. but I do get to compete with professional athletes. 
Uh, yeah. Jillian Edelman showed me how to throw a football properly because yeah. before I was throwing it like a soccer player. Now <laughs> I can show my son how to throw a football and be like, Hey, you know, Jules showed me how to throw it like this and throw yeah. it, you know? So it's, it's big. It's just really fun to see maybe that we, we weren't pros, but like right. you said, your goal was to dunk. Yeah. You worked on it. You dunked. Now your goal is to be the best right right guess it's what something. You're, you're putting the time in you are yeah. working hard like you said when we said this before the the podcast but you were up yeah. early yeah. because you wanted to get your workout in you you wanted to better yourself before bettering others that's mm-hmm. that's huge strength and conditioning is about us helping others but yeah. we have to help ourselves first and that's it's true from your littles if you have kids to mm-hmm whoever you're working with you treat everybody on the same level that you would treat yourself yeah. and that's what makes you a good coach that's what makes people like me excited to come on and chat with you is because yeah. we see what you're doing yeah. so Absol- you motivate me to be better because <laughs> i see you on linkedin all the time and yeah. so it's good for me i i try i try and i appreciate that jumping back a little bit rewinding you said it's important for your son's six right lucas is six <laughs> It sounds weird and crazy, maybe irrational to some people that at six, these kids need to be understanding and learning and, and train, not training the same way that we see training maybe, but practicing and things like that. Whereas there's a lot of kids and training early is, is going to be what separates the kids with, you know, work ethic and, and talent apart from those with just the talent. Right. So it sounds crazy to some, but I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think there's kids now, there are kids, uh, there's parents that I work with that their kids are, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, getting into their last year's elementary school or whatever. And they want to sign up for personal training because they want those kids to get a little bit more experience before they get onto a middle school team and then build through middle school. And then they're on the high school teams. And then high school is really where opportunities are made depending on your work ethic, you know? So as, as much as it sounds like a, a crazy, we're just crazy people that want to train six-year-olds and we're not running them into the ground. We're not like training them like we would train, like you train professional athletes and you train people to, to be healthy that, that work in offices and such. Those are obviously two different types of training. You're not going to put someone that works at Intel through the same workout that you're going to put DK Metcalf through, right? right. So same thing well, goes for the youngsters. Yeah. I mean, and, and to your point, I think what people don't understand about what we do, right? I think what you see and uh, where I grew up in Sandpoint, our strength and conditioning coach for football, soccer, wrestling, everything Mm -hmm. at our high school was just a football coach. Okay. So his thing that he wanted to do was, okay, if you're not lifting 300 pounds, get out of my weight room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So very much so took somebody like me who was a buck 35 when mm-hmm. I graduated out of the equation right. for strength and conditioning. That's, that's not, uh, and you can read millions of books. You can watch millions of podcasts. You can watch education mm-hmm. videos, all kinds of stuff on training kids. The, the important thing with training kids is not instilling weight training into them quickly. It's yeah. about functional training. Uh, and again, to kind of prop myself, as far as that goes, Functional movement training is huge. Teaching yeah. them what their body is, what their body does, 
right? How it moves right. side to side, how it moves up and down, uh, joint angles, stuff like that. That's yeah. the stuff that's going to make a, a six-year-old better at 18 than right. having a six-year-old go into the weight room and grab even a dowel or something and start squatting, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's fine to teach form. It's fine to teach like how those angles work. It's not a place for a little to mm -hmm. be starting to lift tons of weight. Now, right. little like two pound dumbbells or something, if they're copying dad doing a workout, that's fine. You yeah. just have to be so careful with overtraining littles. Uh, you're breaking their body down, which all trainers know, right? The whole thing mm -hmm. we're doing, you have all the muscle fibers you're ever going to have. You're just yeah. learning how to recruit more. You're tearing them. You're making them bigger. You're doing all this adaptation to these muscles. Right. So you don't want to do that too young because they don't have the tissues that repair like ours. They repair right. faster, but they don't repair like ours. And that's where you'll see a guy where he flexes and he has knots or something. Well, he was a almost guaranteed either a preteen or a early teen football player, like peewee guy at, in Texas somewhere where they're benching 185 at 10 years old, right? Yeah. They tore yeah. those muscles. Those muscles never recovered. So mm -hmm. there is, there's a fine line and focusing on skill, skills mm -hmm. training, uh, focusing on speed. So doing uh, wall drills, doing ladder work, doing stuff like that, hurdles, teaching them yeah. how to land properly. Uh, yeah. Depth drops are great, right? Body mm -hmm. weight depth drops, not very high, like a foot or two coming off of the first step of your house or whatever, and just mm -hmm. have them drop into that ready position, uh, yeah. doing two inch runs, doing single leg uh, drop squats, stuff like that, where you're teaching balance, you're teaching form. That stuff is insanely good for kids. Right. And then like the athletes I'm, I, I picked up here in Sandpoint since I've been here, uh, early football guys going into high school next year, their parents are worried about injuries. So right. you're teaching injury prevention again, yeah. early, uh, early teen boys. So 13, 14, um, you're looking at doing more form training, more body weight, more, uh, a TRX, which I know you love TRX. Yes. I think all coaches really love TRX. Yes. yes. Teaching that kind of stuff, band, band stuff. Uh, so like explosive band work, doing jumps where they have to land under resistance uh -huh. and control their body. That stuff is going to pay dividends in the end compared to me saying, hey, let's get you squatting 500 pounds before you get into high school. So right. that's, that's for the parents that maybe are watching if you find somebody like Jake, you find somebody like myself, that they're more into creating a, an overall athlete than a bodybuilder or than a DK Metcalf for that matter, right? right. You, you're not looking at the end result. You're looking mm -hmm. at the, the small steps that'll get you to the end result. Right, right. Let me ask you this. Uh, you may know the name, like uh, I, I brought this up. Uh, yesterday with one of my guests, but he was a strength and conditioning coach at the University of Minnesota. Uh, there's a number of strength and conditioning coaches all across the country, especially in football, that go viral for something, whether they're like smashing their head on a helmet or they're, they're shirtless when it's 20 degrees outside, whatever it may be. What is your viral moment? If you were to have one, if, if there was something obscure or crazy that you do to 
maybe when you're working with uh, athletes in your time doing that, or when you were at the college level um, doing that stuff, what is your viral moment? That's a good question. Yeah, I really think about that one, don't you? Yeah, viral see, moment. I, yeah, viral see, I, I threw a monkey wrench right into this thing now. Oh, boy. Let's see. Something I mean, are you out there when it's 20 degrees, shirtless and shorts, like banging helmets against your head? I mean, what's going on? You got like pots and pans on the sideline I, when. I, well, I think I think the biggest <laughs> thing for me was uh, I was teaching a kettlebell class with yeah. my um, Intel clients. Yeah. And one of them asked. So they were doing swings. Just we were teaching swings. OK. And one guy was more advanced. The others were beginners. And the beginners I had were already a little intimidated, right? They're grabbing right. this thing that they don't know what it is. It's weird. It's iron. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of my more advanced guys goes, okay, coach, let's show these guys what a real kettlebell swing is, right? Yeah. So uh, we're sponsored, if you can't tell, we're yeah. Exos is sponsored by Adidas. So I have okay. my Adidas shorts. And for anybody that knows Adidas, they're mostly soccer gear. They do have other sports, but... Yeah. very soccer based so your shorts are going to be a little shorter okay yeah. i hike my shorts up even higher okay <laughs> i strap a red power band onto a 48 kilogram uh kettlebell okay yeah. so 106 pounds for those of you that don't want to do the conversion a yeah. red power band at full stretch is 55 ish pounds from skills something like okay. that so i tee up on that thing i again i hike my shorts up just a little bit. I roll my sleeves up. I grab that kettlebell when you lock in and you're just like all tight. Right. And yeah, I do that yeah. first swing and I throw that and it stretches that red band out and I get to full height and then you come down and you and get it back up. Right. <laughs> right and just right. fire off those people's faces. That would have been the viral moment was the fact that they had never seen me as a coach other than demo like a eight kg kettlebell. Cause that's what they're using. Right. Yeah. And just demoing yeah. the hip hinge, grabbing something that big that, that none of them have even didn't even see hiding under the kettlebell rack. Right. Yeah. Grabbing something that big. And even the advanced guy, their eyes were so big. If I would have had my phone out, I don't even care if I was in the video, but just having their face as you do that first rep, and then to yeah. continue when they're like, okay, you showed us. And then you do your full 10. So I don't have to do it later. In my workout. Yeah. They're just like, oh my God. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm not out on the field doing stuff like that, but in the facility, just intimidating people with uh, good work, uh, yeah. being able to single arm bench the 120 kettlebell if, or the 120 power block if I want right. to. I, th I think it's more... I like to show my athletes and we'll use the term athlete because they're corporate in or corporate people, but yeah, I like to show my athletes what hard work does. And if I was to have an Instagram or something like that, which I do on my uh, YouTube, I, mm -hmm. I just show the work, right? Yeah. I show where you can be. I'll give them regressions. I'll say, Hey, you can do it this way, but yeah. I want to show them, like a high level so that they can go, Oh, if I do this and I make sure to say it every time in a class on my video, it's like, doesn't matter where you're at, right? You're making yeah. me better by you watching me. I'm making you better by you working with me. So we get better together every day. And that's what yeah. I guess if my viral moment, that would be me trying to motivate people that way, instead of smashing my head on a helmet or <laughs> uh, what, 
punching a, a kicking right, net right. or something like that. Because oftentimes, so. I mean, at your level, at my level, I mean, I've worked uh, this summer. I got an internship just with the high school here, um, working with the football players and stuff, which was cool. It was a cool learning experience for me to work with that age of people. But it really, it, I mean, the energy that you bring into the weight room radiates. You know what I mean? So whether you're in a room or you're in a an office setting or whatever, I mean, if you're working one-on-one or in a team, the energy that we bring into the room radiates to those that we work with. So uh, I think, I think yeah. even more so with team, right? Yeah. Personal training is more, I would say it's almost a therapy session for them, right? They're, yeah. they're getting a workout in, but they're also, I mean, you hear the craziest thing. And again, I'm not going to bring any of them up, but you hear <laughs> some of the craziest things from your one-on-ones, right? Especially oh, yeah. if it's early oh, yeah. morning, nobody else is in the gym. Sometimes yep. if it's really loud in the gym, like you got ACDC pumping in the back, everybody's doing something, they mm-hmm. confide in you just like you're a psychologist. I think that's why exactly. we take so many psychology classes and stuff so we can deal with it. We're not just packing it in. We know how to like continue to communicate with them. But in right. that team, yeah, it's it's team or small group or group exercise class. Anytime you get more than like three or four people in a room, I don't care. I can be dead tired. I can be wiped out at the end of my eight hour day, tired. I mean, just dragging. And you walk into that class and you turn on your music and it's like, let's go. And I don't know how many times I have said that. uh, My internship was good for that. As far as, like I said earlier, we were so dog tired. All us interns were just wiped out. And I was lucky enough to be the lift coach for the combine and the lift coach for the NFL players. Uh, I did some of, or a lot of the field work. I was just support. I wasn't leading any of those. And most of the interns didn't, we were just support for the main coach, but I was actually in charge of some of the weight room stuff. And so many times you'd get up there, set up, get everything going. And you're just like, uh, another day six months of this right another day of the same exact thing up at five get there set everything up have your teams come in and you're just wiped out and then you know they which down there music's different if those of you that (laughs) are in LA it is not ACDC and it is not whatever your hard rock that you love to listen to to work out and nothing against any other music because that's just what I like is hard hard rock stuff yeah. But then you you go down there, it's Kodak Black, stuff I'd never heard in my life. Migos. Yeah. And then yeah. but then you get you get to the point where that stuff pumps you up. And you're like, yeah. you're in there. These these guys are giants. It's not like you as a 190-pound guy is pumping them up, but your right. energy brings their energy, their energy yeah. coming in and like they all have their own high fives and all kinds of stuff. And you learn that and then they you start feeding off of each other. And it is, it's, it's the craziest thing to just feel that energy and be able to put it out day after day after day and not get worn out. And I think right. to your point, as far as viral moments, I think one of the biggest ones I've seen mm-hmm. like myself that really pumped me up is, uh, uh, what's his name? Ivan Lewis. Okay. From, so he was the USC strength coach for a long time. He started at, uh, University of Washington. Uh-huh. He went to USC. He mm-hmm. worked with Pete Carroll as an assistant strength coach down there. Now he's with the Seahawks after being the head strength coach at USC. Okay. I got to go meet him while I was in LA. I reached nice. out to him. He's a, a University of Idaho guy. 
Yeah. So I reached out to him. Uh, of course, said go vandals first, and it got me in the door. Right. But there I got go. to go. I got to go in the weight room. Okay. Uh-huh. I got to go watch their spring training, mm-hmm. which was out on the field. I got to work with a couple of their strength and conditioning coaches, which was amazing. I was only there for a day, but it was just amazing. Right. Yeah. And then I go yeah. into his office. Okay. Into his office. He's kicked up on the desk, feet up, laying back giant dude. If you've never seen him, he is massive. He, he fills the name because he's like Viking or Norse God looking guy. Right. Right. <laughs> Big dude, just sitting back really chill. Yeah. Talk to him for about a half an hour. Never like never went above a certain level. He was very quiet, very respectful, very fun. Yeah. And then his athletes come in right from the field work. Yeah. He goes out there and talk about a viral moment. He grabs a 45 pound plate, grabs it off of right next to his desk, walks out out there. He's holding that thing in his hand. He pumps it straight up in the air. He screams and he slams it straight down to the ground and it hits flat plate down. And that thing just echoes through the room. And he's like, let's (laughs) go. And like, does this whole like, freaking uh wolverine yeah. thing right and all the athletes grab their racks and they just start oh, hitting I'm it. Sure. and i'm like and, and he can't coach at that time because it's preseason he's just there to keep an eye on things certain sports are going but right, he just right. came out there got them pumped and i'm like that is how i want to attack every class yeah. and at the time i thought maybe i was going into the sports performance side right staying in la something like uh-huh. that uh-huh but i i tried to embody that 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 was my first time seeing a viral moment from a coach right something that i could take to heart and go okay that is how you command not not only command respect but that's what those guys were looking for right they're like okay coach is ready let's go (laughs) and it, it was it was amazing and it's one of those things that as a strength and conditioning coach i will never forget because it it definitely puts me in yeah that's awesome that's awesome all right we're gonna wrap it up on this one I ask pretty much everyone that's been on the podcast this question. It's another thinker. So I hope, hopefully you have your thinking cap on ready for this one. Uh, if there was uh, a time in your life when you were to write yourself a letter to your younger self, what would that letter, what would you include in that letter? What would be a piece of advice or maybe a lesson that you've learned over your years, whether it be writing a letter to your 10 year old self or your 20 year old self or whatever, it doesn't have to be when I was five years old, this is what I would tell my, you know, it's, it can go back as little as last year. I mean, what is, what is your letter going to include? So I think it would boil down to three, three simple things, right? Three okay. simple words, I guess you could almost say. And yeah. I, w- I would go back to my Lucas age self, my six-year-old okay. self, when you're looking and thinking, hey, I got to do this or else, right? Mm-hmm. I think I would tell myself to focus on what you love and attack everything with grit and gratitude. And I think that would be simple, easy things to think about, because I think unless you are going to focus down, you're going to attack everything with the grit you need to, to get through it and have gratitude for the wins, the losses and everything in between. I think that's what makes you who you are and it makes you better every time you attack. So I think that would be what I say, because I think a lot of times we get down on ourselves and COVID right now is yeah. one of those, right? Uh, yeah. The beginning of this year, we were flying high at work. I'm sure you were too. No yeah. lockdowns, no nothing. We're teaching just like normal 30, 40 students coming into a class. And then I get sent home. And for two months, 
I didn't know what to do. So I had to look at every day. I had to focus. I had to attack it. Uh, had to learn grit and gratitude because it's not something I necessarily, I had the, the grind, but I didn't have the grit and gratitude to finish the grind. And now I think it's, it's showing that that's an important thing. And I wish I would have known that before, instead of getting down on myself for not being able to do what I love. That's excellent. I love it. I love Thinking it. Cap off. Now, take off. <laughs> <laughs> now. Yeah, exactly. So you had mentioned uh, your YouTube channel. Where else can we find you? Um, on social media, on YouTube, what, where can we see your videos, your, your content you're putting out there for everyone? So Carlson performance on okay. YouTube and I okay. have recharge videos, which are going to be my 30 minute simple class, uh, all mostly body weight. I should say I have okay. some small group stuff that I'm starting to teach on there where we get into a little bit more of the meat and potatoes of the programming I've okay. developed over the years with Exos. Uh, but yeah, YouTube's where I'm at mostly. And then okay. LinkedIn, uh, you can search me uh, as Clint Carlson, I believe is what it is. Maybe Clinton. Yeah. Uh, okay. But other than that, I'm not really on much social media. Jake probably has me still on Facebook, but I am never on it because yeah. I, I, I try to be present as much as possible. Not that that's yeah. against anybody that uses those things, but I was using them too much. So I, I took a break. But it, yeah. I mean, you can always, anybody that's watching, if you want to chat or hang out or anything like that, you can always email me at carlsonclint at hotmail and I will email you back because that's on my phone. I can't miss it. And yeah, uh, yeah talk education, talk anything. I love I it. I love it. I love it. All right, Clint. Well, yeah, thanks for uh, spending some time with us. Uh, I-, I was happy to have you on the podcast. Um, it's funny that I, we actually kind of reconnected on LinkedIn. It's funny you said that. So uh, for those that may not know that LinkedIn is a great source for connecting and, and um, sharing stories with people, it, it definitely is. So yep. uh, do Clint a favor, send him a message or follow him and, and look into his content at Carlson Performance on YouTube. Until next time, Clint, we need to get together. Definitely do some, some hanging out, some working out. Yes, sir. We need to just make it happen. So yep. I, I got to get trained by the best. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the thing. Exactly. Exactly. And, and vice versa to you as well. So until next time I bid you adieu, sir. Thank you. <laughs>